Greetings, everybody. David Avocado Wolf here. We are gearing up for the best Longevity Now conference of all time. This year, 2016, Friday, September 30th through Sunday, October 2nd at the Hilton in Anaheim. That's right next to Disneyland. That's in Orange County, California, probably 45 minutes to an hour from LAX or 45 minutes to an hour from John Wayne Airport. We've got an incredible lineup this year. Dr. Joel Furman will be joining us. Vim Hoff, the Iceman, is going to be there. I think he's got 20 world records. He's going to he's going to lay some really important information on us. Dr. McCullough will be there. Dr. Alan Christensen, uh, my friend Dr. Pedram Shojai, Jason Rebel, the great chef, Nadine Artemis, our special guest right here with us right now, who's also going to be joining us at the conference. We've not done an event together in many, many years, is none other than the astonishing John Gray. Yes, the leading relationship expert in the world. This man, you know him from Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, and more than 20 books he's written that have just gone, I think he sold over 50 million books. But what you may not know about John Gray is that he's an incredible innovator in natural health. He's really into health. And uh, that's one of the things that I really love about him is he's very holistic. So he has a very holistic view. And at the conference, he's going to be speaking on gender-specific stress management for optimal health and resilience. So it's going to be a discussion about the differences between the genders, which we're going to get into, I think, a little bit right here. So with no further ado, John Gray, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to be talking to you. People don't realize that, you know, we talk about relationships, we talk about health, they're so interrelated. You know, one of the major sources of stress for people today is often their relationships or lack of relationships. And it can be a relationship can actually be the best way to lower our stress if we get our communication skills down. But that's only half the picture. The other half is health. If you don't have the right nutrients, if you don't have the foundation to make healthy hormones in your body, then you can have the best communication skills in the world, but your body is stressed. You can't remember to do them, and it just doesn't work. How can you be compassionate, empathetic, and understanding when you're stressed and you're in fight-or-flight reaction, and you're not making enough testosterone if you're a man, or you're not making enough uh, oxytocin, estrogen, progesterone, all the hormones that help women to balance stress? So we have to realize that what we eat and how we respond to each other are equally important. You can't just think about communication skills. You can't just think about eating. You got to have lifestyle. I'm so much in agreement with that. I think I first became really aware of that in the scientific world through researching the placebo effect. And it was very interesting. If there was, if there was a, you know, a, for example, a diagnosis of a breast cancer, for example, and, and say a woman felt alone, isolated, unsupported, her chances of dying were three times greater. I remember that statistic, and I was like, you talk about the importance of relationships and support. Let's jump into this, John. Uh, let me just jump on that one for a second. Yeah, because go for it. This amazing concept, what you just described is absolutely true. So let's say somebody has cancer. One of the major reasons for cancer is a weak immune system. One of the major reasons for a weak immune system is elevated cortisol levels or adrenal burnout. Okay, that weakens your immune system. Now, there's also nutritional deficiencies linked to all of that. But let's just look at the immune system. For a woman, when she feels something called pear bonding, 
which means that she can depend on somebody else who knows more than her or has something that she needs that she doesn't have. That's called pair bonding. If she has pair bonding, then that stimulates the hormone oxytocin, and oxytocin lowers high testosterone levels. Often when women are stressed, their testosterone levels are high because they're feeling I'm alone. They're feeling I'm independent. They feel I have to do it myself. So when a woman has that high testosterone, it's actually oxytocin that lowers her testosterone, allows her estrogen and oxytocin to come into balance or progesterone. All those hormones, the brew of those hormones can come into balance when she lowers her stress levels. And now her body can heal. And that explains placebo. It's right there. Is it simply that you go to somebody who tells you something's going to make you better, and if you believe it, and even if you don't believe it, but you take action based upon their advice, suddenly your body can go into more hormonal balance. And that just is the biological foundation of what you just said in terms of three times greater risk of, of cancer not healing if you feel alone and isolated in your life. John, you're the best. <laughs> it's been too long since we spoke. <laughs> Thank it, you. I, I just want everybody to know you're you are really an expert in health, and and that's something that I got from first time I met you in person. I was like, whoa, John is like this man is on top of it on from every angle, and and we love that holistic approach with my audience. And I think you are just that. This is going to be so good to have you back. I'm so excited. And by the way, anybody who's listening right now, thelongevitynowconference.com, all the details are there, September 30th through October 2nd, 2016. It's Anaheim Hilton right next to Disneyland. You've got to be there with us. Thanks for that, John. Okay, so let's jump into this. Let's say I'm new to, you know, to the relationship conversation. I've had trouble staying in a relationship. I'm in my 20s or 30s or 40s. What, what, is, what is it that I need to do myself to make sure that I'm a good partner for somebody else. If I'm a man or let's say if I'm a woman, what are some of the things that is going to get me to that pair bonding that you described, boost my immune system, help me live a long and healthy life? We're living out a very critical time. There's twice as many single people as there used to be 30 years ago. I mean, literally, people are falling away wow. from marriage. They're unable to sustain successful relationships. And, you know, if you ask people in my audiences, who has better communication skills than your parents, most everybody raises their hand. So communication is important, but we have to recognize that all the guidelines that make a relationship work today, no longer, that worked in the past, don't work today. We're shifting it's a historical shift. We're shifting from role-mate relationships where men had a certain role and women had a certain role into soulmate relationship. Soulmate is a relationship that's not based upon roles that are dictated by society, but are based upon providing freedom for your partner to be all that they can be and the emotional support that can help them. So to answer your question briefly in our short period of time, you really have to throw away everything you knew about relationships and say, I need to learn a whole new set of skills that allow me to support my partner in being themselves but also support me and being myself. And that's where we have such a confusion today because men and women are biologically different. Women need a whole different type of support to stimulate the hormones that will lower her stress. Men, by virtue of a male body, 10 times more testosterone, you have to be able to sustain your testosterone levels and not let your estrogen, the female hormone, become too high. So biologically speaking, we still have to respect that men and women are different, but simultaneously, we have to realize we want the freedom to express both our male and female sides. 
So this is a new challenge. We need to open our minds and say, hey, we need to go back to school and learn about how men and women are different and how we can provide that support. On top of that, which is everybody's going to get the conference, is the understanding that toxicity in the environment is actually the biggest deterrent from a healthy relationship. All of the, you know, GMOs, Monsanto, all of the xenoestrogens from pesticides and plastics actually go into your body, bind with estrogen receptor sites, lower testosterone in men, which creates a lack of interest, sexual interest in the same woman over time. So many men, they just lose their interest in their partners, primarily because their estrogen levels are too high due to toxicity and also relationship challenges that they're not able to understand how to rebuild their testosterone. So many sensitive guys want to please their wives all the time. But if you give up your testosterone side, your male side to do that, your stress levels go up, your testosterone goes down. That's compounded by the xenoestrogen in the environment. We have to have lifestyle skills of learning how to cleanse. We need to know herbs for cleansing. We need to take time to not eat all these foods that people are eating. But we have to kick those estrogens out of the body, get support for the liver to do that if we want to sustain passion in our relationships. That was brilliant. Let's break this down a little bit. I know you're going to do this at the conference really well. It seems like we've got different types of hormones and toxins on different sides of the fence. On one side, we've got the anabolic hormones, like in a woman, progesterone, certain important types of estrogen, like estrone, that can be a good estrogen. And then on the other side of the fence, and we, of course, on the good side of the fence, we've got testosterone and we've got um, DHEA. But on the other side of the fence, we've got these antagonists, the toxins you're saying, the xenoestrogens, elevated cortisol. Can you, can you break that down a little bit for us? Like, we're trying to get one side of that fence elevated and the other side kind of lowered. Isn't that what, what the strategy is? We all want to get our cortisol levels down, okay? So cortisol is going to, when, when cort, the hormone cortisol is our fight-or-flight response, as well as adrenaline, but adrenaline doesn't last long in the body. Adrenaline is quick, but if you don't get rid of adrenaline quickly and you have sustained adrenaline, then your cortisol levels will begin to rise, and then they do not drop right away. Once you're in a cortisol mode, you really have to do some fancy stuff in order to uh, balance your hormones, and we'll get to that in a moment. But cortisol, basically, you, you mentioned DHEA. That's the substratum for everything, all the good hormones in the body, and uh, pre pregnolone is even before that. So you've got these basic hormones that regulate our moods quite a bit, our energy levels and so forth. When you're under cortisol, fight or flight, everything Basically, the substance that makes all of your feel-good hormones that support healthy brain function and behavior, all of those feel-good hormones, the ability to make them diminishes when you're making cortisol because your body actually makes cortisol out of the same ingredients that make that make testosterone, that make estrogen, that make progesterone, and so forth. These are feel-good hormones. But even feel-good hormones, when they're out of balance, cause cortisol, but cortisol causes those hormones to go out of balance as well and become less, so it decreases them. So what happens with elevated cortisol is your digestion shuts down, what happens, and then you can't digest your proteins, which would make the brain chemicals that would then calm you and lower your stress level. So we get in this stress loop because our digestion is compromised. That's one thing that cortisol does. Second thing cortisol does is you can measure it right in the body that your body makes less white immune cells, uh, you white blood cells. Those are the guys, those are your killer cells that go after and keep cancer down. Well, your body doesn't make as many when you're under stress. You know, most people, when they get a cold or a flu, what they have to realize, with, with, particularly with the flu, 
are can be a cold, is that your white blood cell count is very, very high. That's your immune system fighting off a bacterial or viral infection, okay? So we know that's the case. But why did that happen in the first place? People don't realize that a week before, you had a spike in cortisol, which shut down your immune system for three or four or five days until gradually your white blood cells start getting produced again. And then they go hunting around. They say, oh my gosh, during those five days, an infection has been growing. We need to attack it. And you get the cold or flu. So it's always some kind of spike of stress that causes any of our sicknesses, which have to do with a lack of immune function and then over-immune function later. So that's the cortisol thing. What we want is to understand gender differences when it comes to stress management is that for the 10 days after a woman's period, her first five days, her testosterone estrogen levels go up. If her testosterone is too high, then she will be stressed. That's an imbalance. For the next five days after her period, her estrogen levels are supposed to go way up and her testosterone levels start to go down. That's when women need uh, romance the most. This is like men need to chart this out on a calendar so you know how to make a woman happy. But okay. of, I mean, this is like biological stuff that most people don't realize. Women don't even realize about their body. The time a man has the biggest impact on a woman is, is five days after her period for about five days around the time while she's ovulating. And during that time, her estrogen levels are spiking. Her serotonin levels will drop. High estrogen down-regulates serotonin receptor sites. That's nature telling her, you need to go find a man to make a baby. Okay, this is like biological rhythms that are going on. Then after that, those five days, then a huge shift takes place in a woman's cycle. For 14 days, her body has dropped this egg, and when the egg drops, it makes progesterone. Progesterone is what calms her and manages her stress during the days after ovulation until her period starts. So progesterone is the key hormone to help her at that time. So there's certain things you can do as a man to increase progesterone in women. There's certain things you can do on the other side of the cycle when estrogen levels are rising. At that time, you need to do more romantic things. You need better communication skills to produce oxytocin in her in order to lower her testosterone levels because when testosterone is too high, it suppresses estrogen. Her stress mm-hmm. levels go up. When testosterone is too high, it also testosterone in a woman's body uses up her progesterone. So I mean, I know I went through this really fast. This is the tape that this is something people need to listen to again and again, but it was all very, very accurate. But with this information, my marriage became so much easier. You know, I stopped feeling like it was my job to always like make every situation better, make her feel better. Men, you cannot make a woman happy. You can only provide a context for her to find her happiness. She's got to do it just like we've got to do it for ourselves. Women, you cannot go into a guy's cave when he's trying to rebuild his testosterone and make things better. You just make it worse, but you can create a space of acknowledgement and appreciation and requests and, and lack of criticism and lack of complaining. This stuff just pushes a man's testosterone down, and then he loses interest. You can get so much more once we're aware of how hormones dictate our moods. I mean, it's amazing once we understand the differences between men and women on this biological level, the extra tools and insights that we can glean from that to create what I call a soulmate relationship. And it's that relationship is where we can actually grow and love happiness and health. You can't have good health today unless you learn to do this because people are too restricted in the old-fashioned relationship. They're too restricted. That's too painful. But then they go out and they say, okay, I don't care about relationship." Mm-hmm. And now they're singing the U2 song, which is, you know, I can't find what I'm looking for. I can't find what I'm looking for. And that's the life of people today. I'm searching for it, but I can't find it. 
Let, let, let's talk a little bit about men because 